Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. And I'm the more ethnic one. <laughs> we slum it hard so you don't have to. got someone even more ethnic than Aaron if that's even possible even more ethnic we got with us Andrew W Kim it's affirmative action man <laughs> <laughs> that's your superhero name affirmative action man totally. <laughs> <laughs> Cole how's it going we have have we got a show for you you have know what that's we? from did you remember that? Do you guys ever watch Dumbo Circus? Yeah. Uh, no. No? I think so. <coughs> was it was a, on Disney Channel when I was a kid. It was like, like something live I action watch. puppets. Yeah, like yeah. Full body puppets. Yeah, yeah. It sounds terrifying. Dumbo Circus. It, it is terrifying. Do you remember Eureka's Castle? That was a good show. I do. I didn't really watch that. My brother did. I did. That one, and then there was... Um... Phil, this is not our generation. Wait, is Eureka's Castle the one that had the... <laughs> it's like it's kind of like the Welcome Blue Back, Bird. Cotter. I think Welcome we were Back in... Cotter? Phil, Eureka's we were in Castle high school had when the, this came out. The dragon named Magellan. So Eureka's Castle was kind of like a, like when uh, Mr. Rogers would do like his little side travel thing. It was kind of like that, but... A little bit, but it wasn't the actual, yeah. Right, right. It wasn't like that same What's the one where it was like people living in a house, like an apartment, but they were all like animal puppets? Was that, maybe it was Lamb Chop. But there was like a bluebird, a blue jay that lived there, and oh gosh, I can't remember the other animals. I feel like somebody tripping on acid came up with this idea. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) probably. that's every idea from that time period. I'm Googling it. Kids TV show with Blue Jay. Under the Umbrella Tree. Did you ever watch that? Mm -mm. (coughs) Nope. It was like this apartment that these animals lived in. (laughs) There was an iguana. um, A gopher. It was this girl, an actual human. And she lived in an apartment with an iguana puppet, a gopher puppet, and a Blue Jay puppet. So it was kind of like Lamb Chop. But yeah, chops. I used so to in watch actuality, Lamb Chop too. It was just a woman going insane. Yeah, yeah. Under the umbrella tree. I don't so know. So guys, that's from Ottawa. So it's your favorite effects pedal. Guess where I'm recording from this week? In the middle of an interview. Ah, Sabinia, Wait, where are you? In the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> It's Africa adjacent. You're in my homeland. <laughs> yeah, my I am. Motherland. The Madre land. <clears throat> I ate some hollow uh, hollow. I think it's, or it's hollow uh, at Jollibee. So yeah, I'm like full f- blood Filipino now. I ate some hollow penos. Ha! <laughs> <clears throat> this episode of the Gear Slum... It's going to be a doozy. Have we started recording? 
I mean, we have, have, to, have we started we have the to talk episode? about Sinosword? Yeah, we have. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell things that we're going to talk about on this episode. That's oh, a good yeah. idea. I like that. I want to talk about the Proco Rat. Okay. Etc. I want to talk about customer service. And I want to talk about um, utility pedals. And, and then what anything about, else that happens to come up. What about Gear Talk Shibboleth? Oh, it had. <laughs> it said. And eth- we're also going to talk about. It says ethics Gear of Talk flipping. Shibboleths. And I thought it said ethnics of flipping. Ethnic flipping. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we're going to talk about Andy's new amp that he just bought that we don't know what it is. Yeah, none of us know. Yeah, we should say that this episode is sponsored by Sinusoid. Yeah, we should say that. Um, it's also sponsored by the Gabriel Tenorio String Co. Thank you, Tony Ropes and Gabriel. Do you guys have the the stuff that that Albie wanted us to talk about? Because <laughs> I don't. I know. have it. Yeah, I have it up right now. Uh, don't talk about it today. Why not? Don't talk about it. Hey, why? It's okay. Wait, Andy, are you saying that you don't want us to talk about your custom shop? Okay, fine. And the way that it's capable of doing way more than what you see on the site, and okay. sometimes people don't even no, don't talk that. about that. Don't talk about our the pedal custom boards. shop is don't capable of like doing so much more than what you see watch. on the site. Yeah. I Chances think are, it can be made. People forget this. Phil, don't read it oh. word for word. That's obnoxious. Don't talk about all the options you have. No, no. millions of how many? You guys should do like a equation and figure out how no, many options you are, have. I hate those. Those are so like dumb. those Coke machines. Yeah, you have with like, like three million flavors. options. You have ninety million options. <laughs> but remember, <laughs> so that's so remember, dumb. not not buying a cable is one option, even though it's an option no. that we don't endorse. It's not it an technically option. is an option. Yeah, it's not a cable option. Is the thing? Yeah, it is. No, that's the option that the majority of the world's population chooses when it like comes to ninety nine point nine nine nine. But I have seen people like in the have seen people in the sinusoid customers spot Facebook group asking about things and. And pretty much the answer is always yes. We can make that. Yeah, pretty much. We'll make it happen. Um, typically, if well, and sometimes stuck. like if if you're thinking <laughs> like sometimes if you just go if you go blind into the builder, sometimes you'll run into configurations that like won't work with TechFlex, for example. But it's just because of right. the specific wire you chose or the specific mm-hmm. connector. So message Andy make sure you message him through the website and not on Facebook no, message don't, don't message me message Anthony, Anthony. that's Tony. what I meant Tony <laughs> or I have, Albert. I have a question I can't tell you guys apart <laughs> we all do I have it. a question well, for Andy Albert's many, a little do, you guys, do the guys build a lot of like cable snakes and stuff like that yeah yeah they do What? what's another word for that ropes a bundle bundle a grundle a there's gaggle. like a word that I'm thinking of that I can't a clutch a manifest. I think we just typically call them a snake. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Andy, yeah. can I have TechFlex <laughs> on top of TechFlex? You know, for you? Sure. Yes. Like with no- nothing underneath it, just two layers of TechFlex? <laughs> no, no, some thin cord. We'll call it the the Envy edition. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, my tone is so transparent with this TechFlex on TechFlex cable that on teflex on teflex <laughs> wait your tone is tra- your tone is transparent my tone is so transparent there's like it's the- so thin that you can see through it yeah there's a, it's like just completely clear <laughs> can we talk about that guy that crashed and burned in 60 cycle home 
what that, happened? That oh, came in and was dude. like, hey, if you're looking for good cables. And, and of course, he <laughs> didn't say, like, hey, I'm the owner of, I'm like the part owner of this company. He just said, hey, if you're looking for great cables, go to this, you know. My favorite part was like how he was so intent on saying, I'm not promoting, I'm just spreading the word. Yeah, and it's like, no, (laughs) you own this company and you joined the group and immediately posted about it. That's the definition (laughs) of promoting. Spreading the word is promoting. I know, what do you think marketing (laughs) is other than spreading the word about your product? It's like, I'm not promoting it, I'm just... I'm just letting people know so they can give me money for my products. I'm just saying that it's really good and telling people about it. <laughs> and I'm going to be a jerk in the process. <laughs> yeah, it was so, it was funny because at first it was just like, uh, no thanks. And it was kind of like, because it's not uncommon for people to come in that way, like come in hot and, and everyone just either ignores them or makes fun of them. Right, because there's 10,000 But groups. then he immediately, I made a comment that was like, no, I'll stick with Sinusoid, and was just kind of like half, you know, like trying to kind of uh, play along or not be not be rude or troll him or anything. And then he was like, well, if you try our cables, you'll you'll see there's no contest. And, and I was thinking like, you are going to regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to watch him like, get pounced on. This is not going to go well for you. I, think, I was not a part of that. Uh, yeah, I great. missed it all, but then it was I, great. I, I, I saw the end. Thanks, guys. I was I an inter- I where... was an integral part of it. I would say. Yeah, I know you were. Unfortunately, <laughs> you were an integer. You the part that integer. the part I was an intr- I, I was an integral part of it. You were an Asian it. provocateur. Exactly. <laughs> the part that I found that it, it was like, fun to watch. That makes me sad was when, towards the end of it, uh, when he was like, when I was reading at the bottom, and it was like. Okay, listen. That guy's. I hired him, and yeah, <laughs> and like, I think you should just give us a chance. All right, like he was like trying to like say yeah, after the one dude called one of our our female friends a dirty hoe. Well, he Whoa, like posted a, he posted a gif that was uh, yeah directed at her that, that was directed at her hoe. that said that said dirty hoe, and it was like, <laughs> dude. So then this guy came in <laughs> and was like, and was like, I. S- the other dude sold him down the river. Yeah, like immediately, <laughs> like the other owner. And it was funny because because I was saying how like their website is just full of like pseudoscience garbage, you know, about like how they use uh, cryogenically treated copper or whatever, which doesn't affect electrical conductivity. And and he's like, well, he wrote the website, and I spent hours and hours trying to clean it up and make it better, and apparently I didn't do enough. And the other guy's like there. <laughs> like, come on, man! <laughs> She's like tagging him, watching yeah, him get thrown yeah. under the bus. <laughs> yeah, it was so basically weird. like how Katurba threw uh, Ryan Kick under the bus, you know? Oh yeah, dude. Except it's reverse. It would be like if the the never go dude, never go full Katurba. The dirt bags throwing <laughs> the innocent guy under the bus. This is like the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, at least he was accurate in throwing <laughs> the dirt bag <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, Andy, I have fun. a question for you, and I don't know if you have an answer for it, but it's kind of serious okay. question. Fire away. Um, have you, so? What do you think about, or how much of an impact do you think um, an increased steel and aluminum tariff will have on cable industry and the gear industry as a whole? Cable industry, not Ooh. too much, um, because we don't use that um, in 
much of what we do, it, it will impact it a bit because some of the alloys require some of those uh, metals. Uh-huh. But for the most part, um, it, it, it won't impact us. But the gear industry overall. Most of overall, the connectors are, are what, nickel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. But most of political. the gear industry relies heavily on those um, those metals, so it's going to impact us in, in a big way. You're going to see prices go up if this thing actually goes through. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it it's terrible. It was, I think he was just sitting there one day and he got a bug up his butt and decided he wanted to have a tariff. It, it just makes no sense. You say one day, but what you really <laughs> no, no. mean is uh, one like hour. three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had every, Twitter. No, it had everything to do with, uh, I'm not liking the press uh, the way the way I'm being portrayed in the news right now. So um, what I'm grenade sure can I throw in the mix? The well, he's probably trying to yeah redirect you know because it this came out of nowhere it makes absolute no sense right i feel like it's something that like someone was just ill-informed about i mean i don't want to get too into politics but yeah. like someone's probably like oh we could do this and like no one will care it's just steel and aluminum like not even thinking about how yeah. much of an impact it has on almost every industry i mean you just look around and just yeah, look around where you are or aluminum everywhere, everywhere. yeah so it's crazy. Hey, it's just, Andy, what are weird. your thoughts on um, jet fuel melting steel <laughs> beams, though? Not possible. <laughs> Andy. I said Andy. Oh. So the oh. reason I asked is because um, our buddy Gabrielle was, had posted about it because he deals almost exclusively with steel. I mean, he deals with a lot of steel, so that's like his whole his bread model, and butter. basically, yeah. is yeah. steel. Well, I mean, especially for him. They yeah. actually call him the Steel Panther. Well, and he's, yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> small enough. Do they? But, yeah. But he, I mean, he can't subsidize the uh, increasing exactly, costs, right? Yeah. So it's going to have to get passed on. I mean, other totally. companies may have the potential yeah, to they can subsidize it, it but uh, it, it's still not good overall. Or it'll get hit like it's like it's not their entire, you know, raw material or whatever. It, exactly. Right. Yeah, so they have a better chance of subsidizing it, but. Or uh, they could adjust, him. like you know, like if I will Apple, say this: if Apple had to adjust to where they weren't using as much aluminum in their cases, or something yeah, I mean, like but, that. But you know, just simply the percentage of that raw material right. going into the finished good. I mean, Gabriel, all, that's all it is, right? Yeah, and exactly. So, yeah, the the percentage of or how it impacts him is very, very different than how it impacts other companies. I wonder what it's going to look like in terms of like if people will start changing like pedal enclosures and so you're saying sean you think sean has a a leg up now (laughs) yeah he does (laughs) but like everything no they're actually they proposed a new tariff on flame maple too yeah but i think that (laughs) the pedal enclosures are such a small percentage of the overall cost of the actual finished good yeah Yeah, i guess that's probably true i mean i think most builders will probably just subsidize it so what else are are we looking at in terms of aluminum and steel then cars yeah but i mean in in the gear industry like Machetes. so like if you think about it like a guitar <laughs> like how much of that is steel or aluminum uh you know very small pieces but you know that's mostly a product right some frets yeah i yeah. guess nunchucks yeah i guess like things like pots and um not switches and things like that huh yeah. 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 It's weird. Does it it's only apply such a weird thing? Does it only apply to raw materials? I think so. Well, yeah, but that, I don't really know. 
so that I, I I was listening to somebody else talk about What's this, the... and they said that the fact that like if a company goes okay, well, then we'll build in Mexico, and it, it, like it might make sense to build in Mexico and then ship the guitar the not the guitars mm-hmm. the cars the parts from from Mexico or parts because it depending on the way that the tariffs work, like if it's raw materials only, well then yeah, like you just kind of screwed yourself. Yeah, what but, is yeah. Mexico gonna build our wall out of now? <laughs> <laughs> but you know in, in the bigger picture right you have Rice let's treats. say you have a 25 percent increase or 25 percent tariff that's at the base level so at every level every time it gets processed it's going go up the up, line yeah yeah so it's not just a net 25 percent impact to the last person in the chain because every time you yeah, increase that, that it by sense. x percentage you know it, it continues to go up and it builds so it's so, just so really speaking bad of things made out of metal uh there's a lot of metal in amplifiers. Yeah. yeah. And I heard that Andy just bought an amplifier. Mm. Yeah. Uh, are we going to play the game here? I think mm. it was... Oh. Okay, wait. You said Can we're we never going to guess it? Can we... Well, Can we, we each can't... ask one question? I feel like we should We should take our guesses to that'll be eligible to actually win the amp, and then we can ask questions just for purposes of discussion. Okay. That sounds fair. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Sure. If we're never going to guess it. You're, you're never going to get this. I'm just going to guess something that I want then. If you guess it, that. you deserve to have it. <laughs> I'm going to say, what is it? Oh, it's gosh. not a Benson because that would be like the first <laughs> thing we would guess. I know. That's what I want to say though. Oh, gosh. Is it? The amp from Milkman? No. Okay. You just bought it. So it's not being sent to you. It's an old well, you amp. you could have bought it online. It's an old amp. I'm assuming he did uh, not buy it at 6 a.m. like from a person. Is it older than you? Yes. Oh, You're asking questions damn. now before oh. you guess. I got ripped off. We all get. Um, he said we could have ten guesses. <laughs> is, is it, it a K? Is it what? K? Yeah, it's okay. We're like you can still guess. <laughs> is, it, is, it is, it, is it a K? Is it a K, guys? <laughs> is it a K? Is it a K? Is it a K for me to guess now? <laughs> all right, so that does not count as a guess. That counts as three is guesses. <laughs> I am it's going white. to say a silver tone. it's a white amp. Oh, it's Damn. a high watt. Nope. Oh. That's like guess number five or six for you. That's guess four. It's a it's a PV fifty one fifty. Did Vox or, make no. any white amps back in the day? It's older than you are. Is it was it originally made as a guitar amp? Yeah. Is it a Sunderland? Nope. Let's guess number Wait, eight. Is it is it <laughs> white? You keep, you're going exponential now. <laughs> <laughs> all my guesses count as two guesses. And also, all, and also no, all we've been words. asking we've been asking questions and haven't had a, a guess I haven't yet. been. Aaron, we've Aaron like, it's all the words in the sentence count as each their own individual oh, guesses is okay. what the problem. Yeah, high watt counted as two. Yeah, is it a a fifty one fifty? No, I, I said that already. Oh, sorry. 
I don't pay attention to what you say. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> Wait, I bet it's, we I bet need it's to silver establish something. I know somebody already There's said that. There's a difference between white and cream. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So you're aware of this, Andy. It's actually white. Oh, you know, let me look. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think, like, okay. I don't know. Is it? Who makes uh, white amps? It is it a combo? White. Is it a combo amp? Yes. How many speakers does it have? One. Is it hand wired? White. Probably. I mean, if it's older than him, it must be oh, hand wired. Yes. Yeah. It's a hand wired Vox AC15. No. No. Thirty seconds. It's older than him. You don't. <laughs> you wouldn't distinguish it by being hand wired. So. Is it a Fender? No. Nope. Is it a Laney? Twenty seconds. Ampeg. No. Nope. Is it American? Yes. Marshall. No. Nope. Oh. Marshall is not it American. Is Ameri- <laughs> I know. I know. Aaron. <laughs> the Wang. No, it's not. No. Yes, it's that old, was gonna. Not older that's than old, old that's way. literally that's literally why I I asked if you were paying for it because I knew that because <laughs> that was gonna be he my said first bought. guess. He said I bought. An is amp. it an is it an airline? No. Did they make You're amps? Googling? Mm-hmm. Aaron's using Google. I'm not Googling. He's like looking at recent Cheater. reverb sales or something. I'm on <laughs> <want> reverb. <laughs> Time's up. Okay. okay no more guesses. No, let us. Well, tell us about it. No, just tell us. No, no, tell us some of the features. It's more fun. <laughs> hey, Phil, remember I mean, how we're like trying to do a podcast geez, right now and not just how many talk knobs? about our own not stuff Not just for know ourselves? a thing. How many knobs? No, tell us interesting things about it. You know what? To be honest, I like know literally nothing about this app. Okay, send me a link so, to it. Here, let me send you a link. Mm-hmm. And don't, guys, do not look at the link. <laughs> Only I can look at the link. Why? Because I don't want you to know what it is. Why not? Is it an Alamo? Then you look at the link. Only one of us should look at the link. <laughs> Do you not understand what we're doing right now? No. Phil, link is up. Phil, what we're, what's happening right now is we're recording a podcast. And then the point of that is of that. we're hoping that people will listen to this and be Actually, Aaron, you should look it. at the link. I'm looking at it. Here's the oh, thing. Dude. So the right? goal of nope. this whole process is not to just this? get the Aaron? answer. Gentlemen, I do, yeah. Gentlemen, I do. Nobody listening it. to this podcast is looking at the link. So I, I know, no, but if you know but, what but it is, then you can't guess. But it's what more it is. entertaining, Phil. I, I, I texted people. Him last people night. at home, I want you to write in and tell us how <laughs> Phil is right and we're wrong. How him being a complete idiot right now is means that we're the bad guys. I want you to tell me that. <laughs> I think I think this is the one that was up on the shelf. It is, um, yeah. So we never really like got a close look at it, but I do remember seeing it. Uh, yeah, I remember that, seeing it, and I remember that going, grill. that thing is cool. I want it. Oh, wait. When you were dude, where up on the shelf where? We saw this amp at um, when we were in San Diego for the 60 Cycle Hum 200th anniversary, and we went to visit the Switchfoot studio. Oh, man. Oh, so the, is this their personal amp, or is it's it just one the of, same model? It's one of Drew Shirley's amps, yeah. So I saw this last night. No, it is it is the amp that was there. Yeah, it is that one. So you're buying it from him? <laughs> yeah. Well, he already did. Uh, oh, you bought this morning. Well, I he and I this worked evening. out a 
We worked it's out a special at, deal. It's so. 11 at night. So let me tell you, it's it's from the 50s. <clears throat> it's a tube amp. It's named after a state. Oh, it's a tube amp. It's not like a class D. Is it digital, Aaron? <laughs> Rhode Island. It's, um, well, I was going to tell you, I'm just listing things about it, bro. Florida. Sorry. Sorry. I went aggro. It was, it's not actually named after a state. It's named after a city. Uh, oh, that's, Georgia. I'm sorry. Yeah, or you're an right. Island. Yeah. Tabuca. Long Island. So it has two knobs. Nice. A tone knob and a volume Hoboken. knob. It has three instrument inputs. Why? Because that's old. what they used to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you said 50s. Um, all the knobs and... <laughs> and also, like, ten minutes ago, we said it was older than Andy, <laughs> Phil. So? So we'll post a picture of it, but... Um, um, it's It's got a cool grill, because it's not really like a grill. It's just, like, a oh, piece like- of tolexed wood. Is it like, like, yeah, 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 with pieces slots. Does it look like out an old radio? Slats, yeah, with slots, yeah. yeah. yeah but like, they're not okay. lined at all. They're just open. And it's a 20-inch it kind of speaker, kind of speaker it says. Does it kind of look inch? like an Excelsior yeah. a little bit? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a similar vibe, but different yeah, yeah. shape. It's not a 20-inch speaker. speaker. It has a 20-inch Rolla speaker. But is no. it exaggerating? Are we talking circumference? You'll never guess what it is because I'm looking at it and I've never heard of it. They, why would they put 20 inch speaker? Who because it was that? the 50s. <laughs> it's it's made to be loud. That's the whole no. point of it is to be loud. It's like a PA much, amp, basically. Tell me how much it weighs. I have no idea how much it weighs. You, you can't even find specs on this. It weighs 300 pounds. If it's a 20 inch speaker, maybe not 300. No, because pounds. that doesn't mean the magnet is 20 inches. Oh, okay. It's a twelve, it's like, it's it's less than twice as big as a twelve-inch speaker. Why is it that hard to understand? <laughs> less than twice as big. It's it's only yes, twenty larger less... than a fifteen-inch speaker. Yeah. Anyway, so it's built by Valco. Oh, cool! But it's called Oahu. Does it have? <laughs> it's Oahu amp. Okay, I'm Does going it... to look at it. Dude, right. that so it's totally Valco Oahu. Okay, I want I want you to look at this picture of an Excelsior. No, it. I said it does look like it. Andy's wrong. You piece of garbage. I did not say <laughs> what. I thought you said no. No, I didn't say no. That. You were the one oh. that was like, no, it doesn't look like it, but it's kind of a similar vibe. Like it looks. It literally has the same number of slots in it. Yeah, but it's not the same because they're smaller. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it doesn't. Like you would. What I meant is you wouldn't confuse it them for each other. Like, it doesn't look Ooh, like look it. Oh, so you thought I meant they that are. they looked identical when I said it kind of looks like it. <laughs> kind of yes. looks like Guys, I'm so, means I'm so identical. angry tonight. I'm sorry. What what time of the day is it it's for you? 11, right now? It's a cool-looking amp, though. It's, right? it's 11 p.m., it's and unique. I worked 74 hours this week. So, so Andy, did you say that you, you talked to Drew about it before you bought it? Yeah, I texted him, like, at 11 o'clock last night and said, hey... <laughs> So what did he tell you about it? Um, he didn't tell me much because he was like, dude, it's kind of late, but. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> but he said, let's catch up real soon on it. So. He was like, I will give it to you for very cheap if you stop texting me right now. <laughs> I regret you giving can have you my phone you number. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Please lose my phone number. Don't text me ever again. 
that's funny. <laughs> no, so we have a we have a little special deal worked out on this. So that's cool. This thing that's is really cool. cool. I remember looking at it on the shelf, thinking, "Man, yeah, I, I remember seeing. Hope it too. to have that one day." Yeah, I really wanted that other amp that he had, but it was like new. That that one on the the floor, the one the that one he that was he playing. Yeah, bit. yeah. I think so cool. I think he might have sold that. Oh really? Yeah, because I asked him about that one too, and. Uh, did I tell you guys about this amp? I think we talked about it a little bit. It's called the Champton. It's like a Princeton and Champ hybrid. Hmm. It's really cool. No. It was rad. That does sound cool. I forget who made it. Uh, Shel- not Shelton. Someone who makes amps in the United States. Sheldon. Sheldon. Yep, that's it. Shel- Shelrin. Sham, sham, Shamrin. There's this yeah. 68 champ on my local classifieds. It's been there for a while. And mm. it's really cool, but I can't, like, that doesn't seem like a very practical amp. Mm. It's just so small that I can't picture when I would use it, you know? No, it's the kind of thing that you just have to crank and, like, let it be what it is. But that's the thing, though, with, like, an 8-inch speaker, it's not going to sound amazing, yeah. you know? So this one is this one is basically like a champ circuit that's like built into like a Princeton body basically. Okay. So it's got a 110 instead of a 8 that's inch. That's like pretty that's like a lot of you'll see a lot of Princetons that have a 12 inch speaker. It's kind mm, of the same yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So it's really cool. Um it's good cell. Good cell amplifiers from There's Atlanta, absolutely Georgia. no way this this amp has a 20 inch speaker. How do you know? Because I'm looking at the, the, the pictures uh-huh. and the size of the handle based on the <laughs> box and the look like, look at the back. And what makes you think? What if it's made for people handles? like Josh Scott or something like <laughs> banana hands? Yeah. Like, what Are if? there even 20 inch guitar speakers? I, yes, it, you Guys, know what? This it is might from be a the fifties. I'm just asking a question. Maybe it's a typo. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, it's still cool. Twenty. Does anybody, anybody really care? Phil yeah, does apparently. I don't. I don't. Actually, I kind of do. Twenty inches big. <laughs> 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 That's a large amp. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're all just Googling 20-inch speakers. 20-inch speaker, <laughs> yeah. It's really I'm exciting. Not, I'm not Googling that. I'm um, I'm, I'm trying a new all right. thing. You're trying a new thing? Yeah. Do you want to know of what it is? Of not Googling? No, that's not. Yeah, what is it? I'm, Tell me what it is. Well, um, to try and keep my mind occupied while I'm sitting, I've decided I'm going to have like, a, I'm going to like doodle and make notes and things while I'm what I'm kind of notes? Here. Pretty worthless notes, probably. Um, but I'm going to see. You know, you should make notes about things that you want to say and then say them. <laughs> That's preposterous. I mean, I'm saying that might be helpful. Well. But I like that you're working to being here, present. I'm trying. Reached. Here's the thing. Aaron, I'm trying. I'm trying to be better at everything. Okay. Well, don't try to be better at everything. Try to be better at one thing. Do or is... do not, Phil. There is no try. 
Just be better. Be better. Let's talk about the rat. Let me ask you this. How many of you own a rat or a rat derivative pedal? Not me. I own okay. multiples. Okay. So one. One of you. Andy? Um, what is it? What's your own? Harbinger is the main one. I okay. had an iron and horse, but I just sold it. Oh, right. And do you have like a regular Proco rat also? No, I'm trying to think. I could have sworn I had another rat-ish pedal. But anyways, continue with your discussion. So here's my question. Well, let me preface this with a thought. So my thought is that the, the rat is like a really unique and cool distortion type circuit, right? In my mind. Like, I think it's original. It sounds really cool. It's been on a lot of, like, cool records. A lot of people like it. So why do you think the Tube Screamer is, like, such a popular thing to clone, but the Rat is so much less popular? Do you think it's just because Overdrive is more popular than Distortion? Or what? Uh, Well, in, like, the 80s, was was it the other way? I mean, there weren't people. I don't think clones. rats were being cloned, right? But nobody was. I mean, it wasn't like a big thing in the '80s to make, uh, right? You know, to clone pedals anyway. So. so basically, like by the time by the time clones started becoming a popular thing, both the rat and the tube screamer were kind of like vintage pedals. Like the rat is only a handful of years newer than the tube screamer, so they're both like from a similar era. <clears throat> So why why I, do you think the Tube Screamer right. was so popular and the Rat was not? And I'm saying, go ahead. I'm about to make some broad generalizations here. Okay, do it. So bear with me. I think the type of people who would be willing to pay like twice as much just to have mm-hmm. like a boutique version of a pedal might like there's probably a larger percentage of those people who would want a tube screamer instead of a rat. Mm. Yeah. I just wonder why that is. I guess because they're like blues is kind of like for old man's kind of, I mean, not that you have to be old to listen to it, but like playing, but you have to be old to enjoy it. Older guys who are into blues. It's just weird to me because I think like I would so much rather have 30 rat pedals than two tube screamers. But I don't know. It's just weird. What were you going to say, Phil? I think it has to do with the style of music that fell out of fashion when the boutique pedal industry started to grow into fashion. Hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. So, like, yeah, hair metal, just metal (laughs) in general, like having like. You know, that was like, it was all about rats and stuff. But like so many people used a rat, like the Foo Fighters used it. I'm pretty sure Kurt Cobain used a rat for a while. Kurt Cobain? (laughs) Kurt Cobain? Yeah. Like it's been on a lot of cool stuff. And it's it's also like, it was, I think, kind of part of the hair metal thing, but it was also a big part of like underground music too. But I think you're right. Like those two things, not that they're the same, but... Neither one of them are really in the consciousness of... But then everyone loves Eddie Van Halen. And he is... Is he a rat guy or is he a tube screamer guy? 
I don't think either one. He's not he's a, like a high he's game like a, amp guy. Yeah, he's like a Marshall amp guy or whatever. He's like hot okay. humbuckers into a Marshall guy. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I remember this was like, you know, probably ninety uh, three, ninety four. I remember hearing um, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? Billy Corrigan. Yes. So Billy this Costigan. is like Billy Costigan. <laughs> and he was I- being interviewed and, and he was saying something about. Um, I, I can't remember who he said specifically. It was someone. It was some. It was a band like Motley Crue. Mm. And um, the person interviewing him was like. Was it Rat? No. <laughs> okay. The person, was it Poison? The person interviewing him was like, so what would you say are your influences? And, you know, this is like peak um, smashing pumpkins are like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like melancholy era. And, um, and he goes, he just started naming a bunch of like super hair metal bands. And he was like, I really wish, you know, these guys would get back together and put something together. And the, and it was like, he was naming. And I remember thinking, it's so cool that everything he's saying is super uncool to say right now. (laughs) You know, like, He's saying a bunch of things that nobody, yeah, like, like none of his, to say none of his fans want table. him to be saying that. Right, right, right. <laughs> at at school, sitting at the lunch table, you are not allowed to say the things that he is saying, but he is saying it, and so it's like, it's okay because it's freaking Billy Corgan. You know what I mean? But like, right. And the reason I bring it up is because him, Cobain, like all those guys were like they were influenced by the music that was not cool anymore. Heavily influenced, you know, because it was Um, cool when they were like little kids. Yeah, exactly. They learned to play those, those songs. Yeah. And then came up with their own stuff that was different that then a new generation. Weezer reminds me of that too. Guys were too. Well, yeah. Like if you look at even like the hardcore scene, like all those, bands basically started without knowing or not knowing how to play a lot of them didn't know how to play or couldn't play very well and as they got better they got more and more metal <laughs> and like all yeah turned on them. like it wasn't because yeah. they were against metal it's just because they sucked at guitars <laughs> they couldn't, couldn't play. Play. yeah <laughs> i can funny. do power chords and that's it yeah and then as they learned to shred then they started shredding and then their fans hated them and then there are some <laughs> bands that were always like strung out like they always had a lot of metal just because their guitarists were really good. <laughs> like, so they just happened to have yeah, a decent Like, no effects always kind of had that thing going on, too, where El Jefe was, like, really good at guitar. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, also, but and then, I know we've we've said this before, like, um, I, I, I'm I thinking about um, Weezer and, uh, mm-hmm. and how... Uh, they, like, consciously didn't do that. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, Rivers was like, yeah, we, we made a rule during band practice. Yeah. No shredding. <laughs> because like, they could shred. So, like, they were all, if you, yes. If you already know how, playing. then you can, like, cut it out. But if you, like, never knew and you suddenly, like, now you do, you're like, I got to do this all the time. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I think it was it, it was like a conscious choice of, like, the like everything on the radio, everything that, that we well, put yeah, up yeah. Is, 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 like, shreddy stuff. And so we want to make a conscious choice to create something that isn't that. And it's, it's all we do. So it's hard to like not do it, but let's just make a blanket rule 
no shredding, mm-hmm. and then hope that we create something different. And they, you know, yeah, did now look at it, and then uh, now they're like, now they are the radio. And then they made a couple <laughs> amazing albums, and then a few <laughs> total garbage albums. Yeah, a few okay pop rock albums. Um, mm. let me ask you this because I'm going to switch topics, and I'm going to no, no, no. Because here's here's a couple. List. Okay, go ahead. Give me I some th- thoughts. I think the rat still must sell fairly well because they just came out with that rat tail. The rat yeah, itself. You're right. Which is pretty. But then, yeah, just like, the I'm pretty sure rat. the tube streamer sells pretty well too, though. Yeah, that's Agreed. true. And so I wonder, like, wait, uh, are there different kinds of people playing guitar? I yes. do you think? <laughs> I I think that the boutique <laughs> pedal industry, and maybe this is just skewed by the fact that. Uh, their presence is so uh, well, like there's so many of them on Facebook groups. But mm-hmm. do you think that the praise and worship scene is a is a huge part of the boutique pedal industry? Because I feel like it is. Yes. Because I feel like I a lot of guys who are just like in bands, is. just playing music at bars and stuff like that, don't really care as much about have right. a fancy pedal they just want pedals that sound good and work and stuff well here's what i think it is i think that the boutique industry is geared towards hobbyists more so than professionals in general hmm. and yeah. people who play in churches tend to be guys who are and girls gals people who are not 20 professionals they're people who are not professional musicians but yeah. who are hobby musicians so like that's their that's their performance outlet, right? So I think maybe that's why. And I think, I think there's a exists. decent. Maybe this. Maybe this is just my own perception that's inaccurate. But like, if you were playing guitar at a church and they said, "Hey, you can have X number of dollars to get a rig for guitar," yeah, and it was like a lot of money. Like there aren't a lot of bands that are you know playing <laughs> yeah, at bars true. for ten people. Who have somebody telling them like, "Oh, you can go spend a thousand dollars on a pedal board," you know? Right. Uh, no one's telling me that either. I wish they would. Me neither. Um, yeah. I think the the pedal market. Oh, by the way, I'm back. The uh, oh, pedal, hey Andy. Yo, the the pedal market. <laughs> I think the whole boutique market in general is geared towards, um, you know, the hobbyists, the the P Dub market. Um, kind of like what you guys were talking about, but. The pros, I mean, we have to, we have to um, kind of change the way do, we do things to accommodate the pros because they're the ones that are actually beating up on the gear, and we get a lot of good right. info out of them, um, hmm. and uh, we get more true feedback from um, the professionals out there using it. I think than the average oh for person. sure. Uh, I feel like obviously like, like, I love this pedal; it's the best <clears throat> thing I ever had, and then they sell it like a week later. Yeah, yeah. Just based on my own experience. First of all, I feel like that was a personal attack against me, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> it was a personal attack against. I think me. all three of you guys. But and second of all, okay. <laughs> I think it's like, is it the slate cable that kind of has a little bit of a sticky feel to it? It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember you mentioning that that like all the pros that you work with love that cable because you don't slip on it when you step on it on stage. Yeah. But if all you ever do is play in your bedroom, then like. You, you hate don't it. really notice that benefit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it kind of sticks to the ground. We, too. Like we get a lot of comments about lot. that from, um, you know, kind of the, uh, the hobby 
or enthusiast players um they they want to know they they think it's weird that it's slightly sticky but we designed it that way so that when it's laying across a stage like a large stage as the guitarist is moving around it's pulling away it's it's like the whole cable doesn't slide across the stage with them but rather it just pulls yeah. away and bends as as the the person is moving it, and then when they step f- on it yeah it kind of functionally behaves like a like a coily cable it gives you some of the same benefit where it where it doesn't just follow you everywhere yeah exactly and so um you know it, it seems like the guys who are out there playing a lot or playing um a lot of different stages perhaps um you know we've gotten really really good feedback about that but then on the flip side kind of the more like you were saying the the bedroom player or just the hobbyist um they think it's kind of odd it picks up a little dust sometimes and um, yeah. So yeah. The, the the feedback has been kind of on both. It's interesting ends. how the markets are so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and like, also, I think a lot of times with pros, um, what they use can be driven by relationships too. And so I think where where a lot of hobbyists might be might be attracted to boutique pedals just because they're cool and and you know they they like the way they look or sound or whatever. Yeah. Like a lot of pros might be attracted to it because they have, you know, relationships with the builders or whatever more so than they would with just boss or, you know, one of the big manufacturers. Yeah. And I think the, uh, the attitude towards the gear is very, very different between people who are using it to make money versus, you know, kind of the hobbyist, um, mm. the guys who are out there schlepping gear and, you know, um, performing like on a daily basis, they look at these things as tools rather than, you know, like they look at a guitar as a tool, not, oh my God, I got a, an equits and I got to take care of it. And, you know, uh, it, yeah, it's yeah. just the, the attitude is very different. And that goes with pedals and everything else that, that a lot of these guys are using. Um, so, yeah. So basically, kind of one of the things I hate is this idea of connect, like collectability. I, I kind of hate that because. Like, I don't want to care about my stuff either. I just want to, like, throw it on the ground and have fun with it. Like, I think of them as toys that are meant to be played with rather than, like, collector's items that have, like, money attached to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, someone mentioned in one of the groups the other day, like, <laughs> this about people keeping boxes. Like, they were upset that people don't have boxes for their pedals. Like, I don't have boxes for half of my pedals at least. Like, yeah, I either throw them away box. or I use them to, like, package something else or... Yeah. I just don't like, you know, like that's not something that I think about, even though I guess it could potentially affect the resale value. I don't know. Remember when big muffs used to come in a wooden box? Yeah, dude. That was Chase Bliss comes in a crazy wooden box. Yeah. Well, yeah, but those are, I wouldn't know. Cause I've never owned one of those pedals. Oh, <laughs> I owned one. Briefly. But I want to say, I want to say though, that I <laughs> totally agree with Aaron that like, uh, like just being a collector, like I never want to just be somebody who just collects a bunch of pedals, but also I just want to put in a plug for the uh, showdown at the pedal porch, um, <laughs> which is a collection of like twenty overdrive pedals that I own, and also have a spreadsheet that uh, for how much I paid for them. So basically, I am what Aaron hates essentially. So let me ask. Let me ask you this. I want to wrap up this topic in this following way. I want you to each tell me like one classic pedal that you think should be that you wish was more popular or i mean i don't i don't want to say cloned more often necessarily but 
that you think deserves to have a bigger space in like the boutique market? I would if say, um, and and part of this, it's become such a joke. Like the metal zone is, it's not a funny joke, but it is a joke <coughs> that gets mm-hmm. thrown around a lot about just that it's the worst pedal, basically. Right. Um, but I think it's a pretty sweet pedal. And actually, so part of what made me think of this is the Walrus Red. Um, right. So Which I is did, an HM2 clone, right? <clears throat> Yeah, so it's a heavy metal clone. Yeah. And I did a shootout with that and the Iron Horse, which is a rat clone. And um, granted, this is like a very limited, you know, it's like just with sure. my guitar and my rig and the few songs that I was playing or whatever. But the Red ended up winning, like from votes. And I really liked yeah. the way that it sounded live, too. And so that was, I don't know. I, I think, think the HM2. What's it based on? Tends to be the Boss HM2 heavy metal pedal. No, it's the like red. that's what it's based. That's on, what it is. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm answering you. Sorry, it's based on the Boss HM2 heavy metal. Hmm. Um, which is I like think, a, which was a follow up to the right. MT1 the or MZ, MT2 or whatever. Yeah, MT2. Um, I feel like that pedal that circuit is popular amongst companies who are like pushing themselves towards like a kind of sludge crowd or like stoner rock crowd. Yeah. Um, like I think Ren and Cuff has one called the Hangman. I think, what's that? Lone Wolf has one called, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's one that's called like the Left Hand Path. There's a few of them, but because that pedal was pretty popular, I think amongst like black metal guys. I'm sure Jason Fuzzmonger will correct me. but Heck yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure the HM2 is popular. We need to have him on as our metal consultant. Yeah, dude, that would be fun. But I think it was popular amongst like Swedish metal bands. And so it's kind of has a cult following because of that. So there are a few people making them, but it's not like the mainstream boutique thing. I know this is like, I know this is like a separate conversation, but I'm, I'm surprised sometimes when I go back and listen to old music, even if it was just like pop music, like I think people, don't realize how much distortion was used mm-hmm. and even like super heavy distortion was used on a lot of songs where it doesn't necessarily, I don't know. I think, I think right now, especially with people who are just like, you know, hobby guitarists and granted, like as a side note, we all fully admit that we are all nothing but hobby guitarists. I think. Sure. Sure. Um, I refuse to admit it. I, I think some of us are, are <clears throat> musical terrorists. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some of us are future stand-up comedians at, at Aaron's <laughs> open mic night. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think people, I think people don't realize that like uh, distortion doesn't always have to be cranked up and be like at the front of the mix or whatever. Like right, a lot of times right. it's used more Just for texture or something tastefully right. or whatever, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, I think it's used a lot more than we realize. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So closely. I think yeah. it's probably more popular again among <clears throat> a, among like working musicians, probably more musos. than working musos. Working hashtag working. Well, musos. I think in a lot of ways, like what we think of as overdrive is really just a a loud, clean sound. Like if you turn yeah. up a, any amp, like before, like twenty years ago, if you just turned up an amp past a certain volume, overdrive was just a thing that happened. So it wasn't even like. 
You know what I mean? That wasn't like an effect. That was just what guitar yeah. sounded like. It was just part of the sound. That was, yeah. that was your baseline sound. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was like, that's a clean, that's what a guitar sounds like. Which is why that's, that's one thing I love about, uh, if you guys, have you ever watched in the blues? Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll do, <laughs> he'll do pedal demos and he was always like, okay, here's my clean sound. And it's like a super driven sound. Like you can tell right. he has he has his amp like way cranked up, you know. <laughs> said his name Shane something. Yeah, yeah. So Cole, uh, um there's a a band that you don't know, because um, they're super PW. Um <laughs> Oh wait, we've talked about him and this is gonna make you mad all over again. Um called Jesus Culture. Uh, yeah, that was like an old cartoon show, wasn't it? On Saturday morning, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus culture. So, so the main uh, the, the Jesus culture is player. like what what um, the dude from Jurassic Park would use to clone Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, guys, we found this Jesus yeah, culture. <laughs> they found this. They found Not this a small mosquito. Got it in a petri dish. Yeah, yeah. we they found f- it in found um, mosquito some amber. inside inside amber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. He, um, Jeff, it's like Jeff, Co- Jeffrey Kundi or something like that. Uh huh. Oh, something. I recognize that name. I think we, so yeah. I say Kunde. I don't, Kunde. I that's wrong. I don't know if, if he still has it on his board, but I, I remember when I first started getting in pedals and seeing like pictures of his board, he, he was always talking on Instagram, like, I love my rat pedal. And it was like an, just an old school, it, it yeah. wasn't cloned, it was like an actual rat. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you listen to their music and you don't hear like, you know, there's no like Motley Crue, but like you're, like you're talking about, there's texture in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That like, you know, lots of like crunchy textures that are happening. Like they're just, I think Ryan, back. Ryan Berg talks about it a lot from six cycle hum that he'll use like a heavy fuzz for volume swells. Enemy of the show. And it's like way cooler than just using clean guitar for volume swells. Yes, that is yes, I agree with him. But the other that. thing about the rat is that it has a really versatile gain sweep on it. Like, you don't have to have it full out distortion. It's a, it makes a cool like almost. You could use it for blues, kind of like overdrive sound too. Yeah, if you set it up right. Which, and the same goes for a lot of like, uh, like uh, clonk, for example, mm-hmm. like you can actually get a decent amount of gain and maybe I haven't played an actual clone centaur, but like the architect, for example, you can get yeah. a lot of gain out of that. If you turn it up, most people no, don't, dude, but the clone gets pretty gainy. I think maybe even more so than the architect. Yeah. Maybe so in my memory. Yeah. We know you played one. Well, Aaron. if you put it in the germanium <laughs> setting. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, it, it, that's like the stock it gets basically. a little more rippy. That's kind of more similar to what a, a real clone is. Yeah, yeah. Um, this reminds me. Did you guys? So I was watching the Jay Leonard J video about the the Ryra clone, the Rocky repaired amp clone, and he was showing his personal clone that he has, and he has it rehoused in like a regular <laughs> enclosure. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, which is like the most like baller move. Yes. So he said he said he did it for a couple of reasons. So one is that he did it. He like um, changed the foot switch out and added like a a regular like center negative barrel connector power supply power outlet whatever what do they normally have um, like the a, other ones have like a 3.5 okay yeah Ugh, gross. like old school 
but then he also said that he, like he had he had one before and it got stolen off of his board at a show. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Like, so basically, like it's just like target. disguised in this like junky enclosure. So it just looks like some random pedal, but it's like dude, that's hilarious. Which is like the inside. opposite. <laughs> Most people yeah, we know we can house exactly. <laughs> That's, That's really like funny. the definition of like working muso for versus sure. hobby yeah. guy. Like yeah. you don't care what anyone thinks. You just want the pedal <laughs> so much that you're going to put it in. Well, so my that sound no one can recognize it. <laughs> my sound watch is more play. important than yeah. my look. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. And, and for like a lot of the hobbyists and I would say church hobbyists, unfortunately, it's like, look at my look <laughs> yeah but the other thing i really liked and, about it is that he really showed off like the distortion side of it and not just the clean boost which is yeah yeah what a lot of people do so that's uh, this is not a thing for pedal stuff obviously but like um I, I, there's a bunch of like tutorials on um mm-hmm. i can't remember what they call it but they but the whole purpose of like um messing up a thing so it's less likely to get stolen like specifically yeah. bikes yeah, yeah right yeah. right so bikes are can can get really expensive and mm-hmm. are stolen all the time and there's tutorials all over the place on like how to, how to it up yeah how to make your bike look <laughs> jacked up so it's less likely that. to get stolen <laughs> without um, actually damaging or it in any without actually yes and, and then it's like functions and then there's a fine line between that and then like changing the look of a bike so people can't tell that you stole it which is basically just like <laughs> spray painting it silver, you know? Yeah. How to remove. Um, and the difference is like, numbers. if the person, yeah, the difference is like, if the spray paint covers like the chain and all of the, and all of the gears, then, then, you know, it's stolen. There was another one. Um, I saw that this, this guy, I, I don't remember why I was watching this cause I'm not into camera gear, but he was, he was doing it with his camera and camera bag like he hmm. said you do not want a nice looking mm-hmm. camera bag because oh, i can right. see that especially if it, you're it like looks, traveling to you know poor right you just don't want anything that looks nice like kind of sitting around yeah so he was like here's how to make your camera bag that's designed to take that that's designed to protect your gear here's how to make it look trashy you just carry it not, in a walmart shopping bag like <laughs> but see that, that was the point it was like you, you want the stuff to be no, I'm saying you put your you put your camera bag inside the walmart bag. oh i see okay <laughs> i can see that um but like he was actually talking about doing it to the camera too yeah yeah okay yeah Which that, i mean it makes nuts. sense i mean it does make sense but it's like it sounds yeah. part it's counterintuitive because it's like <laughs> yes. you paid a lot of money for this fancy shiny thing or whatever but that's the whole thing it's like the outside doesn't that's not actually important. Like as much as we, as much as it is important to us, it's not actually important to the thing. Yeah. Like even guitars, you could jack up your guitar. You could give your guitar a lot of damage and it still function the same way. Yeah. Or, and you, and you could like, you know, refret it and stuff like that. Like the, the part, well, yeah. that, the part that factors into how a guitar actually functions is like a very small percentage of the whole guitar. Right. You know? Yeah. That kind of goes along, you know, the difference between us and, you know, the guys who are out there touring or doing whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of try is to a, embrace both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we care about Cause that stuff. There's like no shame in being just a guy who is a hobbyist and likes right. you know, no, not stuff at all. to look a certain way or whatever. So it's not that, 
we're saying it, one it is helps resell value other, too but it's so. important it's important to recognize that they're different or i don't even know if yeah. it's important but they are different it is a distinction yeah and a difference but yeah that is part of it that like <laughs> people who are using uh, like andy you just said it affects resale value like that's something that doesn't even enter a lot of people's minds you know right like it's not well, an be, investment that they're yeah there's some people who buy from. new and never think about selling like it just is what it is yeah like mm. you just so much it. this thing costs and i need it therefore <laughs> i will buy one this friend of mine that i was talking like a work friend he mentioned i can't remember he came to my office and i was looking at guitars i'm sure it was on my lunch break obviously um and he was like oh yeah i have i have an american stratocaster that i bought back in the 90s and and you know it's just been sitting under my bed for most of the time ever since Mm. and in in my mind i was thinking like dude you got to sell that thing you could buy you know (laughs) x y or z with it and it's like no that's just not how most people you know like he didn't yeah i knew this to be a thing that he kept you know but think about how many awesome instruments are out there just sitting under I know, right? Sitting bed. under I think I like talked so about sad. this, but this gal that used to go to my church had this Gibson grabber bass that was literally under her bed for like 30 years. Yeah. yeah. And then she just yeah. randomly pulled it out. Yeah. It was, oh God, that's like my dream bass. It's so freaking cool. And she had the same strings on it. Like she just <laughs> and, pulled it out of the case and I also, after 30 years and just kept playing the same strings. I love I love it when you hear stories about people that are like, no, this guitar, you know, that have like some vintage Les Paul or something like that. Mm. And it's like, do you know how much this thing is worth? And they're like, no, I just want to keep it. Like, this is, you know, I yeah, like this guitar because I like to me. I like the way it looks. Yeah, it's like worth as much as your house or whatever. But it's like, right. no, I like it. I don't want to sell it. Yeah, I get that. Like, there's some things that I could make money off of, but I just like. You just want to keep it. Yeah, it's mine. There's like an emotional attachment almost, right? Yeah, it's just like it's a thing that I like. And I don't like have the, emotions, so I can't. The money, <laughs> I mean, the money is like money. You can get money from different places, but like you, you'll never get That's that true. thing back. Yeah, money comes and goes. Like I could just stop <laughs> buying fancy coffee for a couple months or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's this. There's this. It's one of my favorite scenes in Silicon Valley, and. Uh, one of the characters is talking about like money and and how it doesn't matter. He's like, money doesn't have any inherent value. And the other guy's like, money literally defines value. <laughs> <laughs> money, yeah, that's all money, money is. Money <laughs> is value. <laughs> oh, man. So, guys, we've been recording for way longer than I thought we had. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let's one do this thing, let's, one thing I wanted no, to ahead. mention about the rat that I thought was funny so the and maybe did we already talk about this about the Fuzzerocious no no oh yeah so no we didn't or so we Proko have, but not really Proko announced this this rat tail which is just a, a cable with a rat pedal built into oh, it I have pictures of that <laughs> I saw too. that I need to post yeah pictures we took that picture of me wearing the rat wearing the rat tail as a rat tail <laughs> was that you yeah it was me <laughs> okay and it was my idea for the record because we <laughs> so on this phil podcast, and i had this really great idea about <laughs> making the rat tail like actually like a rat tail so phil and i executed it without <laughs> cole even knowing 
Why haven't you posted that picture yet, Aaron? I've posted like the 20 videos that I took on the floor of Nam. Have I don't you? Know why you haven't? No, Where I haven't have posted, posted any of them. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I did post some uh, rock and roll relics photos the other day. So I'm oh, kind of, nice. I'm in the midst of so, a purge, but I don't want to just dump it all. I want to kind of like milk it now that it's. So Fuzzrocious had, had a pedal called the Rat Tail, and it was a rat clone. Um, and a couple years ago, apparently, Proko reached out to him and were basically like, you need to change the name of this pedal. Um, I have some bad news for you. I don't have that picture anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been on my camera, actually. Okay, you're right. I think you're right. I took it with your camera. Okay. Um, and uh, so <laughs> so camera, they told him a couple years ago. Cell phone camera. It's my phone. It has a Motorola Razor. has a camera on it. Um, so Fuzzrocious had this pedal called the Rat Tail, and Proko told him, you need to stop. You need to change the name of it. And then when they announced the Rat Tail here recently, the Fuzzrocious guy posted in his group, like, basically, I can't believe they stole the name from us, and, like, maybe I'll sue them because they stole the name from us. <laughs> and so there's a couple things that I thought were hilarious. Now, about I, that. Is that what happened? I thought it was more like he basically like the, like Proko asked him to stop doing it. And he was like upset that they asked him to stop doing it. He's like, I, this product came out before that one. And like, no, 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 because me. they, they asked him like two years ago to stop. So his, oh, right. so and what he was saying yeah, was like, yeah. They told me to stop doing this two years ago because they wanted to steal the name to make this rat tail thing out. Of right. It. And it's like, first of all, <laughs> if you had the idea to build a rat into a cable, rat tail is literally the only name you could give it. Like, that is the name. But also, yeah. like, you were selling a clone of their pedal that had the name of that <laughs> pedal on it. Like, right. they should have sued you. Yeah. Like, what are I'm, you talking I, about suing them? Like, you were selling a rat clone <laughs> that had the word rat in the name. Like, that's crazy. Like, if you, you saw thought the you could even the get away with tail. Tube yeah, exactly. Tail. <laughs> like, they probably wouldn't be super cool with that. I just thought that was hilarious that, like, he didn't he didn't see the irony in that. It was pretty funny. Anyways, he's a super great guy, though. Super chill. <laughs> Very good. Great guy. Super chill. Super chill guy. Awesome, mm -hmm. dude. If you were on a bus and you saw him. He would definitely, what is it, wave to you or something? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't scoot over and say seats taken. <laughs> no, he would not. Kid That's from Forrest Gump. Gump. <laughs> he would not kid from Forrest Gump. You. Yeah. <laughs> Can't sit here. Seats taken. Seats taken. You can sit. You can sit here if you want to. <laughs> Oh your accent is so bad. Yeah. I, I know. It. It's like oh, it's, his uh, little girl voice. It's is, like Oliver I, Twist. I do remember all of the lines, like Please, the back uh, of my hand, but my but my accent is so. It's like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Son, your mom sure does magic care about shoes. your education. <laughs> your Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> That's all I got. Shrimp gumbo. Shrimp. Actually, I got more than cocktail. that. No, on. my favorite my favorite line is, "You lean up against me, I'll just lean right back up against you. That way, we don't have to sleep with our heads in the mud." <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever been way. to a Bubba Gump shrimp comp shrimp company restaurant? No. Yes. No. They're I terrible. Yeah, they're like whatever. 
I don't really They're care. They're sending me to I Vietnam. I don't like seafood very much. So it's a whole nother country. I don't always like, get like chicken. S- I don't like seafood. At all? No, and I hate GTFO. Like, I wish I did. Because w- I'll go to like, like a I lot like of... I like some fish. A lot of like other food from other countries is largely based on seafood, you know. <laughs> right. And it and so You're it so sucks. White. That, You're like, so white. I basically... Hey, I'm not. I'm not disputing that fact. <laughs> I'm not a huge I, fan of shrimp. I want, Your DNA shows it. Your DNA is. Yeah. I've even, yes, exactly. Twenty three. But I me. do like crab a lot. Crabs. I love crab. And I try to. I try to like. I've tried to like sushi. A bunch of different. I've gone to like really nice sushi places with people who like sushi and tell me which mm. ones to get, and I, I just like don't sushi. like it. Yeah. Sashimi. It's okay to not like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't like you know hate pe- other people for liking it. Just more for us Asians. <laughs> That's right. We more for we Asians. We. I guess Asians of all sizes. <laughs> Asians Dude, of all uh, stars and stripes. We, I'm more. We I'm more Asians. ethnic than you, though, Aaron. Yeah. You are a little bit more. Well, actually, technically, I'm more ethnic than you are. Uh, more diverse. I'm more diverse. That's what I just said. He's less white than you is what he's saying. (laughs) Oh, I see. You're a higher percentage of ethnic, but I am more ethnics. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron's going to start singing, I'm every ethnic. I I check check more boxes than you. I'm allowed to check more boxes than you. me, anything you want want to do. I do it naturally. Oh, all right. Oh, this episode is oh, almost over, but let me ask you this: What's the weirdest thing that you've seen on your Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> oh, underwear! Like, there's lots of like lingerie <laughs> that gets okay, posted. I, on I, I what? This ad ones that had like fifty bras in it or something. No, and we'll get ones like we'll get ones from people in our neighborhood because like you will have like <laughs> local. We have this neighborhood swap group. Uh huh. Oh, what did somebody post? Somebody posted like an uh like a vibrator, I think. <laughs> no, they on did our not. local on our local swap group, which not no. only not only is it like a local swap group, but it's like in Utah. So like, you know, not every stereotype <laughs> of Utah is true, but most of us are uptight, you know, white people. So, yeah, it was But then you also great. have like I feel like you you probably have a lot of like crazy prepper people too. Oh, totally. Just because it's so like, but they crack like, down. You, Utah feels like it's almost it's like halfway off the grid. Yeah, halfway. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm being, they're off being conservative. They're being completely nice. off the reservation, but they're only halfway off the grid. Right. <laughs> but like, but you can't sell guns on Facebook otherwise. And actually, the local like. Uh, KSL, which is kind of like our local Craigslist, a few years ago they stopped allowing gun sales on there. Oh wow! Up here they they just listed as pew pew. That's what they do. Is that really they, the thing? Yeah, they're trying to. They think they're getting the around code. it, you know. Trying to sell a pup. Pup. Gonna buy my pups. You'll still pew-pew. see a lot of people <laughs> listing like we'll trade for guns or whatever. Yeah. Mm. We'll trade cash for guns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like they put a listing of a hundred dollars. Or, you know, $1,000. guess you can't really buy much of a gun for $100. Oh, you can't? Uh, you could. I mean... You could buy you one know. of those assault rifle 15s with it. 
Mm. You need Do you guys have a lot of people artists. selling food on your Facebook marketplace? Yeah, dude. I see. I'm seeing it more and more. <laughs> like, uh, like, like tortillas? Or? No, yeah. So, Tor- like, well, tortillas? there's this thing that locally that happens anyway. So, when I worked in, I used to work retail locally, and they, these ladies would always come in and be like, oh, do you guys want to buy lunch today? They would basically just, like, make, like, 50 lunches or whatever and then, like, go sell plates. Like, they're doing, like, a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. But, like, That's right, smart. That was their it's job. It's like a food truck. Yeah, basically. basically. But they would, like, deliver. Without the truck. <laughs> so they would come around, like, 10 a.m. and be like, does anybody here want to buy a lunch plate? And then they would deliver, like, at lunchtime. Yeah, totally. Um, so, it's like how, yeah, when yeah, a food so truck shows up a lot in your parking that, lot at work or whatever. I see a lot of that on Facebook now. People, like, posting, like, this is what's for lunch today. Dude, that's rad. I love Facebook I love people really just cool. coming up with, like, weird ways and, and, and you picture, like, something out of this is going to become a big, you know, trend or whatever. Dude, I, I knew this girl in high school who would sell, like, little cakes. She would buy, like, cake mix and put them in, like, little cake pans and sell them for, like, a buck. <laughs> and, like, that's how she made money. She would make – and she would, like, make – And now she is the founder that. of – I don't know. Grinder. I was trying to Yeah, think like of it's a such a cool thing. Website. Like <laughs> what? I was trying to think of a popular website. She's the that's the only one. Grindr. I was looking through my search history and that's the only one that came up. So that's just looking through your phone apps and you came across <laughs> yeah, Grinder. Exactly. Oh no. I see uh no, no, I see no, a lot no, of Mexican no, no, food no. on our um Facebook feed. Like um I see a lot of Mexican corn. That's yeah. they call it maize. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, you said Mexican. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I do see tortillas That's... too. Um, pupusas, which is not Mexican. But... It's Salvador, right? El Salvador. Yeah. I think so. That's awesome, though. I love. Okay, so here's what's weird. I'm looking at mine. I typed uh, on fa- Facebook Marketplace. I typed in food, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of the things that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then there's also restaurants. Oh, like straight up restaurants that are, yeah, that are putting ads yeah, like yeah. in Facebook sense. marketplace. I mean, it's free. Weird. There's like, why not? You know? Well, now I Facebook guess. is starting to like put reverb ads in my marketplace, like on the app, hmm. like in the middle of it. Remember, remember like a couple of years ago uh, when people, <laughs> here's an ad for a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Car. $1,000. So remember a couple of years ago, whenever when people would post like, uh, "This thing is so annoying." This notification down at the bottom of my Facebook app is so annoying. Uh huh. When Facebook Marketplace was new, and now it's yeah. like I don't know. I actually legitimately like Marketplace even I think more. It's fine. More than I Craigslist. find better stuff on there than Craigslist. Yeah, totally. Uh, Partially because like like, you like, can kind of look into the person too before you exactly. Buy. Like you can yep. see you know mm-hmm. what kind of guy you're dealing with. It's like the equivalent of when, you know, with Craigslist, when you get a text message and it shows up blue instead of green, and you're like, okay, this is probably a real person that I can trust, you know. Do you guys need a 40-watt, 16-ohm horn driver? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is it 20 inches? It's 50 bucks. <laughs> so here's here's uh, some extra-large lingerie. I'll send it to you that I just found in my local marketplace. You're going to send me the lingerie or the ad? <laughs> here's some extra-large lingerie. I'm I'm I'll message them and see if they'll hold it for me until I get back from the Philippines. Oh, that's one thing that shows up a lot on ours is uh, wedding dresses uh. and wedding rings. Mm. And it's 
and it and it reminds me of that. Who's who's the guy that said like the saddest story? What is that? What is I, I know I'm totally botching this story. But oh, you're you know, thinking of um, like the baby shoes of, never used yeah, or whatever. Hemingway. He wrote a six yes, word exactly. story. Yeah. And and it's like the same thing. Baby shoes. Brand uh, new. Something never used. Never used or something like that. And yeah. and it's for sale. Uh, baby shoes never used is what. Yes. And yeah. and it's the same way where like you'll see wedding rings. Yeah. for sale or wedding dresses that'll say never never used or something like that and it's like yeah and and that happens quite a bit because as you can imagine a lot of a lot of young people <laughs> in Utah maybe choose to uh get married on a whim you know hey Cole speaking of Utah can I ask you something is it about that rap video <laughs> yeah, how do you guys are... pass bills <laughs> I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> How do laws get made it's, there? It's uh, yeah, actually in Utah. Actually, How do you? I'll sing that song. I'm an amendment to be, yes, an amendment to be. Do you remember that uh, that fake yeah. schoolhouse rock from The Simpsons? No. No. There's a lot of yeah. flag burners who have got too much freedom. I want to <laughs> make it legal for policemen to beat them. <laughs> Did you see the one on SNL where it was oh, like yeah. when Obama was signing all the executive orders? He goes, I'm an executive order and I just kind of happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, the whole thing. That's <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> yes, that was like, there's a lot of like shame. There's probably a lot of shameful things in the past uh, with Utah, but that was one of the most shameful things. So I don't think it was that bad of a thing as, but so like the idea to do that is fine, but it was just so white and so exactly bad. it was just yes. poorly executed. Yeah, even and the, very, and you could tell you could tell that it wasn't even just like they were jokingly, like it would be one thing if it was like, hey, we're just poking fun at ourselves with this, but it's like no, they were like, at least to a certain extent, genuinely trying to make a good, you know. Yeah, exactly. Some of the, the intent people, was good. Just I, I feel like some of the people participating in that video have literally never heard the song. Like right, they're just saying the words. They, that are in they were just them. saying the words, and it's like, well, that's not what rap is. You can't <laughs> yeah. just say things. It's not just speaking. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's not speaking. It's not. Like, it's not just reading a line. Yeah, because <laughs> if it were, then everything would be called rap. Yeah, I mean, this is a rap cast. This is a rap cast because we're speaking. Because we're speaking in rhythm. Oh, there's the rhythm is the problem. But they didn't even we're have that. We're speaking in rhythm. They, that. they did that's not. What they did not. They did that's not what they needed. That, <laughs> that was, no, yeah. that was absolutely. Well, and part of it was like, part of it is editing too. Because like you could have edited that to make them closer <laughs> yeah, to the totally. rhythm. <laughs> but they come in, like, like leave empty spaces of just no, no, no sound. And let the people come it's in like so after bad. the beat. Like edit them to come in on the beat. Well, it's like, couldn't they at least like that? Would I don't, I don't expect them. It would help. I don't expect like these sixty-year-old white legislators to (laughs) to understand what they're doing. But like, how is there not like an intern who is running this operation? Also, they're all white. Every person in that video is white. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's Utah. Like we've talked about this. That's you know, that's just how it is. Are you talking Utah to me? You talking? <laughs> By the way, check out the new podcast. Are you talking REM re me? Yeah, it's, so it's good. like the most. Re- 
<laughs> ridiculous name. <laughs> so good. It's like they're, they they the podcast. They actively want people to not find it. Are you talking R E M R E me? I think it, is it R E me or R E me? Yeah, it's R E me. Well, like, it's R E like in a you know R E colon like in a. Yeah, I go back and forth on how it should be pronounced, but he he pronounces it re me. Okay, I haven't listened to it yet. Um, the only thing I will say about that podcast because I know that's one thing we wanted to talk about is this REM podcast. Um, is they almost have you listened to it, Phil? Yes. Do you? I I don't. I'm trying not to be cynical, but it seemed like they're kind of trying too hard. Like a lot of the jokes from you talking you two to me kind of came about organically in this one. That it's like they're kind of forcing it. You know what I'm saying? I I felt like they like the fake like band member names, to... for example. Like they tried to come up oh. with all of them right away in the first episode. I I feel uh, like they they just kind of picked up where they left off with the last one. Is it the and kind of thing where like they the know band. what works, so now they're just going straight for it instead of like letting it develop a little bit yeah its own or it's just legs. like yeah like part of what made you talking you two to me good is because they'd actually have genuine discussion about the band and then also right. ridiculousness you know <laughs> i know but if you listen to the first couple episodes of of the u2 one it's like like i listened to the first one with my wife because she's a fan of u2 and she was like <laughs> and she she was like i can't stand this and I yeah. go, I, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm I'm like crying, laughing, and she goes, she goes, they haven't mentioned, like they have not said anything about you two. Yeah, but that's, but they actually do. It's just that they, they don't do. talk about it all the time. Well, right, I, right. And I would say that's very it, rarely. It's like how a lot of people will listen to this episode, like <laughs> guitar people, and be like, why didn't they talk? They hardly talked about guitar at all. And then all of my family will come to me and be like, why did you talk about some thing called the rat the whole time? Like, that was stupid. Right. <laughs> yes. For sure. So it's all perspective, you know. Well, guys, I think this is as good a time as any to continue the episode <laughs> with a new topic. Yes, I agree. <laughs> the ethnics of flipping. I want to talk about customer service for a minute. So, so someone... I don't know if this is like poaching. Am I poaching information now? This happened in another group. I think our MO like early on was to take things that happened in Facebook groups and online and talk about them. We kind of shied away from that. But I'm going to go back to it. And I think mm. even if someone else talks about this, it'll have a different perspective. So someone posted in one of the groups, I don't even remember where it was, like an email that someone had sent to Full Tone Pedals. <laughs> I think it was 60 and, Cycle Home. Yeah, it was 60 okay, Cycle. Probably. And um, <laughs> and Mike Fuller responded directly back to the customer and basically like destroyed him <laughs> like super angry. He was like, so the and guy super was super bitter and sarcastic. Yeah, someone sent him an email like, "Oh, the rat or your OCD like makes a lot of noise. It's noisy." Which, and by the way, it does. Like, it is a noisy he, pedal. <laughs> it's a known noisy pedal. Like, it's your it's your cheap. Um, Donner power supply and it's your fault and like figure it out and don't message me back until you figure yeah. it out and your mom and by is then ugly. you'll realize that you're an idiot <laughs> and like all this stuff just super angry and some people were most people were like okay what a douchebag and then some people were defending him no my favorite part was like I think it was a it wasn't the majority of people but a decent number of people were like well 
he's right, you know. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> and he's it just made wrong. me think of like a lot of political discussions that are like, well, you know, he makes a lot of good points, you know. Like, anyways. But yeah, it's like nobody said he was wrong. <laughs> they just said he was a complete jerk. Right. Yeah, no one thinks that like the information that he's giving is incorrect. He's just being a total a hole about it. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> and that's yeah, what's right. And so people are like, well, you get you get a ton of emails about this every day and, and you eventually you snap and it's like, yeah, that's why the freaking president of the company doesn't answer customer service emails. But Dude, you know, you started that company. That's kind of what you sign up for, right? Exactly. So yeah, this is exactly. one thing that I thought, like, okay, if you get 100 emails a day, that's fine. Unless they're all coming from the same person, you don't have a reason to respond like that. Yeah, because, like, guess what? The reason you get so many emails is because your pedal is so popular, so I don't feel bad for you. Right. Well, okay, so it, it kind of reminds me of... And um, also because your pedal is so freaking noisy. <laughs> it, it reminds and me also of, because now people know that you're going to get angry so yeah, they won't exactly. troll you. now everyone's just going to troll it <laughs> that's true people are going to all it does is make people want to uh, come, come up with it makes me want now, to do that at least yeah now we all we all need to do it Dude, we all need we to should. write we should do it and then report back clueless emails like clueless sounding emails <laughs> and then and uh Email him. Hey, well, but this he must work, but he but. must just like cherry pick certain ones to reply to because there's no way he spends that much time replying to every email like that. Yeah, because that, that took a long time a to write out. I mean, it yeah, was that's a the thing. Yeah. Like, how much money did it cost him to write that email? What if it's copy and paste? What if he just has angry <laughs> response? <laughs> Maybe so. He's and just he copies and pastes it and like, sends it to every single one because, word for word. Because like people, let's be honest. Yeah, people kept saying, just do a form letter. Like, that is his form response. <laughs> That's his form letter, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> let's be honest, like, not to not to beat this part of it to death, but I'm guessing the majority of complaint emails are about how noisy the OCD is. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, it's got to so, be. Those things so are Andy, so noisy. Andy, to your point of, like, that's what you're – that's what you should be putting up with. That's like part of the job. Um, the in Roseville, there's a. I'm not going to name it because um, I'm not going to name. Because you um, scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. There's a. There was a coffee <laughs> shop that I would say is the first. Um, you know, fancy hipster coffee shop that went in that mm-hmm. came into town like I don't know, like eight, ten years ago ish. First third wave coffee shop. The first third wave <laughs> coffee. Yes. Now, here's the thing. I was so stoked when I found it, right? Oh, my gosh, good coffee. And uh-huh. I walked in, and there's a woman standing in line in front of me. And she says, she um, she, she says to the they guy like Women the counter, in coffee shops? Yes. And she says, It's not Utah. <laughs> we let our women do whatever they want. Where was Paul? her husband? <laughs> so she says, she goes, Oh, well, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, and the guy like looks like totally disinterested. And then she says, so could I get like a Frappuccino? Do you guys do that? <laughs> and then he says, no, we don't. <laughs> and then just stared at her. And then she was kind of, she goes, uh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Um, and then she looks over her shoulder and sees that there's a line. And then she's like, well, I, uh, I, um, I guess I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just have, um, I'll have a latte. And he goes, okay. And then rings her up and, yeah. 
And I was like, dude, why? Like, it's like, why be a jerk? Yeah, it's like the and, classic. Yeah, it's just like Jack Black on High Fidelity when the guy asks yes. for I just called. Yes, say, exactly. Do you even know your exactly. daughter? Oh wait, is she in a coma? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly like that. And they, they're not like and they that don't even anymore. have the record. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. And that's what he says. He's like, but you didn't have to be a jerk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that shop is still around. I can't, I, I mean, mm. it, different owners and they have a different philosophy now. But like, Phil, how many people in Roseville do you think listen to this podcast? <laughs> uh, three. Okay. Mark, I wonder, Mark, are you listening? And how many of them are going to rat you out to this random coffee shop? Yeah, one of them is know. you and one of them is your wife. <laughs> For saying okay. things third? about maybe for, maybe for my saying, wife for saying somewhat negative things about a guy who used to work there nine years ago. <laughs> listen, listen. Here's the thing. I don't know. I don't Phil know. Has to protect his Phil's brand. Just super cautious. I don't know what's going to happen in a couple of years. This podcast might be huge in uh-huh. Roseville. That's true. And then they're the going to go back. It might be and the listen. case that everybody listens to this, and then I don't want that hate <laughs> from that podcast. Okay, that's it's, fair. It's my third favorite cod, uh, coffee place in. Roseville. All right. I have a buddy who who Four does score, who coffee. does coffee is the best. Who does coffee shops and like he he's been trained by Clatch out of L.A. But anyway, he like consults with a lot of coffee shops. Oh, he but was his, trained by Clatch. His big thing is yeah, it's not a big deal. But his big thing is like that part of that. So like opening that shop, part of part of your job is like to educate the public about what you're doing. Like. You can't expect everyone to just know. Well, you can if you want people to think that, hey, <laughs> this this place is snobby as hell. Well, if you're that, more interested in your reputation than in making so money. so well in, then, like, yes. the snobby coffee culture that, like, somebody who makes coffee genuinely believes that, like, part of his job is to educate the public. <laughs> like, no. Well, but it is because your it's job like is you're to doing make something, freaking coffee. But you're doing something different. Like, at, not as, like, a person who works there, but, like, as, an, as a business <laughs> owner... Call. <laughs> Your job is to to tell people why you have value, right? You need to educate yes. them on why yes. you're valuable. Totally, I, I and agree so I with feel that. like that's the same. Your job is also that if you're selling boutique petals, like you need to tell yes. people why why they should come to you. And part of that is why you're, not be- you're right. an a hole about things. Like yeah, you're right. It's like, like say hey, oh hey, you know what? If you would like buy this power supply, like it would probably do better. By the way, we make one. Here it is. Yeah, but you know, it's not thing, just I think business related. I, think, I mean, why be an a hole, right? No, right, exactly. exactly. Even just as a human being. Yeah, not just for yeah. selfish reasons. You're right. Like but I get I think, so many dumb emails from students, and I just do not respond to them in that way because right. I would lose my job. Yeah, you tell you tell us. You let, so those are you selfish vent reasons. to us so that you don't get fired. <laughs> but I think b- both with um, uppity coffee places and probably boutique gear. I think there's, and I'm I'm wondering how much of this is is part of it is the idea that like being snobby is part of the mystique. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Totally. Like the fact that it's like I'm too good to like I'm better than you to like you're not yeah. good enough to it's even. It's just like it's just like that SNL skit with the guys who work at the at the high end clothing store. You know, Barney's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like what so we talked like, about last week. Like, you want to be in, and being in means keeping other people out. And part of that is, you know, yes. acting like you have some secret knowledge. Yeah, honestly, like, I think I think the coffee shop that part of the success was that I'm sure, yeah, what that that happened, and they were like, 
yeah. whoa, did you hear? Like, I heard, I heard them like totally like tear down this woman for ordering the wrong thing. Isn't that cool? <laughs> any well, they don't say, you want right, to go there? So any legit. press is good press, right? Yep, you need no like a Sherpa is... to take you through. You can't right, the situation this becomes shop on your own. I always like tried when I worked at a record store. I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but I worked at a record store. No big oh, deal. No way. <laughs> um, but I I had were to you like Jack Black, or were you the other guy, the Moby guy? <laughs> I was, was the Moby guy for I sure. Was the Moby guy, Chuck was his name. Chuck <laughs> was it the I Moby so. guy? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Moby. Moby. Yeah, he totally I know, did. I, I mean, he, he, he was, was a bald white guy with the track jacket, especially. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh man, and he was a Bell and Sebastian fan. Um, I like Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, so do I. So, but I would like actively I like try camera to not. Better. Oh, dude, camera obscura is so good. Um, <laughs> you would actively try to not to not guy. be that guy. So, like, if somebody yeah. came in and asked who a band, like, we would get to play just whatever music we wanted. It was like a small, you know, record store, so we'd uh-huh. we'd just put in CDs and listen to whatever we wanted. And like when people would ask me, like, "Oh, this sounds really cool. Who is it?" I would like, is actively try to be like. Oh yeah, it's this band. You should check them out. They're really cool. Rather than yeah. like, you know, be, maybe be a douche about it. Yeah. is to be like, um, they're this band. You probably wouldn't be interested. Uh, you should already know who they are, and you know, and like people, you know that people love it when when you ask when they ask you like, oh, have you ever heard of this band? And you say no, you know that they're yeah. like so happy. They get yeah. like a hit of dopamine in their brain when that happens. I know? haven't because they're probably terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like that remember that dude a while back who was like I don't remember what he was making something. And maybe oh no, it was that guy um uh it wasn't Builder Bobby, but it was the other guy in the tone mob and he we argued with him about something, but he was like he's like I am I'm like, he used this metaphor like he's like I'm what some other dude was 40 years ago or something. I'm like, oh, so you'll be famous in 40 years? Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you haven't heard of me. It was Builder like, Bobby, dude. Was it? I think it was. Yeah. I'm like, honestly. dude, if you were famous, I would have heard of you. That's yeah, exactly. How fame works. Like, that's literally <laughs> what you it have means. to tell me that you're famous. You are not famous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, idiot! All right. Well, I'm gonna take <laughs> off. Yeah, how how have we? Wow, we've only been recording still... for like two hours. We're gonna stop. We're gonna end this episode. But before we do, I want to <laughs> say one thing. Do you guys remember when people used to wear rings with watches on them, with clocks on them? <laughs> yes, sort of. <laughs> Was that ever a thing? <laughs> oh, that's it. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thank you, Simon Thanks for friendships. Thank you to the Wait. Gabrielle Tenorio Train Company. Thanks for we sponsorship. Didn't really mention earlier, but thank you, sponsors. Gabrielle, we love you. We love your strings. We love what you do. We love our patrons. Everyone who Aaron, left us, what is it? iTunes reviews, Phil, that you care about? Yeah. I Yes, I care about iTunes. Everyone <laughs> who left us those reviews in the last week, thank you. Everyone who I love how you say yet. that as if you've never listened to a podcast before. Like, what is <laughs> no it that people like? iTunes reviews? <laughs> iTunes reviews. Like, rate, and subscribe? Yeah. Yeah. But why did you bring up ring watches? I don't know. It came to me. Okay. I don't hey. want to talk about it. I just wanted to thanks, see if you guys remember. Thanks for friendship. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> thanks for friendship. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.